Hello and welcome to the Man On Podcast. It's Darren, Martin and Craig back with the Game Week 14 FPL preview. You chaps alright? Yeah, not bad. Thank you, mate. How are you doing? Oh, I'm better now. Game Week 13's over. I feel bad for Martin. He finally could have got his name up in lights. And we, now we're not live. You can't see Martin's name at the bottom for the highest score of the Game Week. I don't think, <laughs> he, ever, I don't think he ever got his name on that little, little graphic in the six weeks or so we had it. And the one week he could have had it on there. Well... <laughs> Martin can be safe in the knowledge that if we did it for Gaffer, he would have been up there every week. Is that all right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, I, I suppose I had the best week out of us just about. Um, it'll be 57 for me. Oof. We were just saying before we started, it could have been a bit better because I sold I sold Ferguson. Um, Same. For Solanke, um, which, which was a bit unlucky. Like Solanke should have got something as well, really. It was a bit unlucky that he didn't. But... Um, yeah, can't can't complain. I think fifty seven seems like a decent score this week. So, uh, yeah, can't complain. I was yeah. getting quite excited on um, on Saturdays. So I think Saturday night my game week rank was I think it would have been my highest of the season if it would have continued. But I didn't get loads yesterday, to be honest. Um, mixed emotions on that Tottenham Villa game. Son having about four goals disallowed for offside when I owned him. But obviously, Villa won the game, so <laughs> I can't be too disappointed. <laughs> One of those, yeah. especially when I don't own Watkins as well. I was like, ah. Oh, the RB went off at half time, and then I thought, oh, what's that going to mean for Watkins? But sometimes you have to let FPL go, don't you, and just celebrate your team actually winning the game, which is obviously far more important in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, unless there's, there's, there's people who don't think that way in the community. They've been outed before, Craig, so you're right to, you're right to say team before FPL points. Um, yeah. It's Even Reading, sh- shout out for Reading. They won away for the first time in over a year on the weekend. So, <laughs> so, so I was happy either way. In a year, yeah, uh, fantastic. You couldn't even get an an FA Cup first round game mine against like a ninth tier non league team just to fuck that trend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. We had we had MK Dons at home in the first round, so uh, yeah, so yeah, didn't even get it through that. <laughs> point. Well, it is Monday night. It, it, there is one more game left to go. It is currently playing right now, and, and Fulham are one nil up. Um, and I, I don't own any Fulham or Wolves in FPL, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Who scored out of interest, Derek? Who one of those standard Monday ones? Uh, you get, it was a, I believe it was. Uh, well, it was I won't be who scored. My favourite. <laughs> I believe it was either a Paulinho or a not Paulinho. Pereira or um, Anthony Robinson assist. But I didn't the quite catch live, him. Live Monday game. I think it was that four-all classic between Tottenham and Chelsea where we had quite a lot of good uh, updates throughout the pod. I don't know if we're going to get quite so good tonight with with this game. We're, we're, we're not, no. And, and, and to be fair, now we're not live on a Monday night. I probably won't update too much. It was just the fact that I was saying there's one game left. Uh, and it was Anthony Robinson with the, uh, with the assist, by the way. Well, that's good. I need a prayer to stay quiet to win uh, my draft match this week. So that's a relief. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So you've got something right on it. Yeah. I've got a couple of draft map people in the draft actually this week. Um, Robinson, what? No, I don't know. Arsenal Wolves, first game of game week 14. This game week has to be better than last week. I am sinking like a stone. Yeah. So some some data from, from Saka from the last five weeks. I think a few of us are probably looking at our teams now and thinking, how can we free up money? And a lot of us have got Saka, Son, Salah in midfield. Um, two of them are obviously off to international duty in January. So do you just wait to sell one of those two then? Or 
do yourself Saka now, whose performances are probably the least inspiring of the three at the moment. And here's just some XG stats from his last five individual matches where you can see three of them, his XG is actually zero. Um, Newcastle was not much better than that, 0.02. And then Burnley, the best of them all, 0.15. So he's played Sheffield United and Burnley in the last five game weeks. And one of those games got no XG and one he got 0.15. So for a player who's costing as much as he costs, um, you probably expect a bit more goal threat than that. And historically, his goal threat would have been better than that. Um, it's clearly a, a knock-on effect, I think, of some changes to the way Arsenal are playing right now. But yeah. even taking that into account, should we be owning him? His ownership, obviously, overall is very high. He is still finding a way to get points. When he manages to sneak an assist, it usually means he gets bonus points, as he did against Brentford the weekend. So he is ticking over. But basically, are there more bigger upside players than him right now, based on this XG, is probably the question. Yeah. Undoubtedly, there definitely is. Um, you, you know, I've been talking about who who to get rid of recently, and, and Son's come up, but Son's a Son's not a bad asset to own considering he's up top for Tottenham. And like like you said yesterday, three offside goals. You know, a millimeter millimeter or two back, and you know he's got uh, he's got a hat trick there, and and it's it's unlucky. But this is really concerning looking at this. And and the thing is with the thing is with this, I was thinking today, could I get rid of Saka? And I'm like, he's got Wolves and Luton next, so I'm just not going to. I know that you know Sheffield United could have been an easy game for him, so could have Burnley. He's got an assist like in in two of these. Like you got to be honest with that. Um, and then I thought, well, then he's got Villa, Brighton, yeah, Liverpool. So three not great games, but then he's got a run of four for for what is green on the on on, on an FDR, and it's like I can't. I can't really justify selling him with all the good fixtures he's got coming up. I think I'm going to want him back, and I think it'd be scary not to own him for that run. Um, so I think I, I I think he's a hold. I'm going to be honest. Um, I, I, I yeah. yeah, it might be it might be it might be a further conversation should he blank against Wolves and Luton. <laughs> yeah, I've, I I think it, maybe it's one of those where you get. Strange things happen with small samples, right? And five games is a fairly small sample. He's still the third highest scoring mid in the game. Um, it's, yeah, it is. It is an interesting one because I mean, Son's the second highest scorer, and I'm thinking about maybe selling him. So, but but then Son is more a million more expensive as well because I'm thinking about um, you know, is it worth getting like Sterling in for Chelsea's good run, for example? Sterling's only seven million, so it frees up a bit of money. Like you can, you know, coming into a busy Christmas period and stuff like that. You know, stack of stack of plays if he's fit, right? I mean, that's probably true for Son as well. So that's why it's a difficult one. Um, but like I'm thinking about because I mean, my my bench is quite weak as well, and probably the time of year where you probably want like a genuine twelfth man. Um, and doing like Saka or Son to someone like Sterling. Um, sort of makes that possible, but at the moment I'm leaning more towards you know Son being that million extra is probably the one I would lose. Um, but yeah, what do you what do you think, Craig? What, do you think do you think this will carry on? Or? I think it maybe will carry on because I think there's a clear focus from Arsenal now that they're going to win games the George Graham Arsenal way of the 1990s, where it's more about clean sheets and winning one nil rather than maybe last year where they was a bit more open defensively. I don't know if it's something to do with Rice signing. 
But it does feel like Saka is playing more out wide. I know he's always been a right forward, but I think he's spending more time wide than coming inside. I think defences are viewing him more as the danger man, so a double tripling up on him, so he's got less space to, to do things. I think Odegaard's position's changed with Havertz in the team. Odegaard used to play quite close to Saka. I think he's now a bit deeper. So he's a bit more isolated with Ben White maybe not getting forward so much, Odegaard not being quite close to him. He's playing wider, so he's not getting in the box as much to to get shots. Um, And Arsenal as a team in general, I think we've mentioned on some of our pods before that the team XG is actually quite low. They're about mid-table, I think, for team XG rather than a top four sort of team. So all yeah. of those factors sort of suggest that there's no reason this is really going to improve. Um, and then when you compare him to, say, Salah and Saka are both away um, at various international competitions in January. But if you've got game week 18 in mind, Sun's got, well, Tottenham have got the best game of the three. And Liverpool play in Arsenal at Anfield. So I think you'd rather have Salah than Saka in that game as well. So if you're going to dispose of one, at least between now and game week 18, Saka's numbers are the worst and he's got the worst game of the three in 18. If you moved him down to any midfielder, really, but someone like Anthony Gordon right now, that's not just saying that because he's obviously got a big haul the weekend. But that three million could then be used to upgrade Cameron Archer, for example, for a lot of us. And we might need that third striker for game week 18 if you've got the likes of Haaland, the likes of Mbwemo not playing, and then you've got various other fodder players that you're maybe not so keen on. Mm. You might need that third attacker at some point soon. And, and, and so maybe Saka to Gordon to allow um, Archer to Solanke or allow Archer to even Isak or something might be might be worth it. So I think a lot's going to come down to what I think about game. I'm not desperate, desperate for money. I know a lot of people are really tight at the moment. My situation is not as bad. I've not got loads, but I've got enough to do the moves I want to do. So it's not so pressing to sell him. And say, because I'm likely to free hit 18, I haven't got to worry about Arsenal in that week. Um, but... If I was going to sell one of the three of them, I think it would be awkward though. Because say he's yeah. quite reliable, his minutes are reliable, and generally he's been quite a consistent points. He's sort of reasonably bad numbers. He's getting points. Yeah. It's a difficult yeah. one. Yeah. It is a tricky one. Yeah. So it's probably going to be him or Son's going to go for me soon. Uh-huh. Um, I've forgotten about Son going off to like the Asia Cup, actually. When is so, that? Yeah. They're both January. They're both around FA Cup third round sort of time. They both go away back game week 21, I think, something like that. Yeah, okay, so it's not for a bit. So the issue is going to be they're both going together. So anyone that's got both of them are going to have two sort of players to move on. And then Waymo is going to go to AFCON as well. That's three quite popular midfielders that are all going. If you've already sold Saka, fair enough, you could buy him back then for, for Sun or something if you wanted to. Mm. Um, Save yourself the problem. So yeah, I, I don't know what in this in terms of this particular fixture. I'll just say because Arsenal's attack's been quite blunt. I've even put it as a grey fixture on our little ticker on the slide because Wolves generally I don't feel like let loads in. I'm not saying they keep many clean sheets either, but I always feel like they're not one that likely to put three or four past. Um, yeah. And say wing backs, will that what will that do for Saka's space if they play the wing back a bit deeper? I can't see him getting loads of space. He's already done a job on Man City this season. Fair enough, that was at home, but they are capable of being quite technically astute and stuff, Wolves. So feels like it may, maybe another 1-0 win to Arsenal or something this game could end up being. Yeah, I don't think they're going to run through Wolves that, like, it's not going to be 3-4-0, I, I don't think. Um, you never you never know with with um, with Arsenal. They, they've got the ability, but, uh, yeah, it's it's one of those. Uh, should we jump on? Yeah, yeah. okay. 
should we jump on? <laughs> uh, Brentford loses. Let's be fair. Everyone wants Mbumo. Whatever. <laughs> I just want the clean sheet because I'm, I'm going to have Flecken and Pinnock. Oh, I'll have Flecken, so. actually. That's a good point. I'll have Flecken. No more Areola this week. He can piss off. Um, Brilliant, Mr. Playing Flecken. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. I suppose not. Yeah. You won't find many, uh, many threesomes like that. We're going to have him. But yeah, I'm going to have both. So I, th- I think that's it for me. I think I've made my peace with not having Mbwemo, as we spoke about last week. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, if he scores and they can keep a clean sheet, it shouldn't hurt me too much. Hopefully, if I've got the double defence, um, but yeah, I'm 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 moving towards you know not not free hitting an eighteen. Um, so yeah, I've already got a bit of coverage from this game, so we'll see how it goes. Uh, and then and we'll come on to something later on, I'm sure, which describes that I will be getting Mbumo in for this game. Um, <laughs> I'm just not going to miss out on it. Just stupid to do so. Um, I like here though. The reason I put this slide up, so last four game weeks, he's the top defender for big chances. Him, Paul Torres, and, and Mark Kukure have all had two big chances each. Fairly steady F, uh, XG. And obviously, at least for this week, you'd fancy the Brentford clean sheet. Um, but of all of the sort of four and a half million defenders, I think he might actually be one of the more well-rounded ones now. Like I've got Gway here in my team at the moment, and I'd much rather have Pinnock of the two. They're about the same price. Um, Pinnock's got way more goal threat. I think Brentford and Crystal Palace are not that dissimilar in terms of clean sheet potential. I think Brentford are probably actually a little bit better, even though I think Palace have probably kept a couple more so far. I wouldn't be, I'd expect Brentford to catch that up before the end of the season. Um, so, defender is better for goal threat, better for baseline bonus. I think he's the, the best Wolves asset of all, uh, Wolves, best Brentford asset of all for, for baseline bonus Pinnock. So, if they do keep the clean sheet, Mm. There's probably a reasonable chance he's going to get two or three bonus points, depending on who how many attacking returns others get. So I think he's quite a steady own. Obviously, game week 18 in mind is not ideal because Brentford aren't playing. But again, for those that are looking to free hit, not looking, um, not sure what defenders to get in. I think if you're looking for someone as a season hold at that sort of price, I think a doggy's obviously fair enough with his attacking capabilities for Tottenham, but Pinnock's probably in the discussion as well around this sort of price. I think I He's grown on me as the season's gone on. I, I wasn't sure he was nailed enough once they signed Collins and Ben Mee was there, but it looks like he's playing a lot of games. I think Martin's onto quite a good uh, a good one with him there. Going to say, yeah. Obviously, Aaron Hickey was mine, and he went off. He's injured at the moment, which is a bit of a shame. Um, very fitting. The man at the bottom of this graphic is on the screen because he's just gone off injured after twenty minutes. So you're lucky you didn't make your sky moves. That doesn't surprise me. He's yeah. He can't rely on Aitnuri. Um, yeah. Uh, just I think Mark Southerns on Black Box was saying that he was thinking about getting him in. I don't know if he actually went through with yeah, it. There was many but... people who got eight Nori in it. I went to Sky <laughs> A lot of people who got eight Nori tonight, and yes, he's just gone off injured. Uh, and Wolves have just equalized. There you go. It's all happening. You said this game would be boring. It's not. <laughs> um, yeah, Sky move because I had to bring a defender in. So that's good. There's no clean sheets in the fixture. So happy with that. Well, I've just lost the Castagne clean sheet. So whatever. <laughs> What a sky, anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, this game's very easy to pick, isn't it? It's Embrumo. I don't know. I mean, is anyone thinking about maybe going outside the box to like Vissa or anything like that? Uh, well, it's a different game. I'm going to get Vissa in Dream Team, I think, but that's that's a different story, really. Okay. Um, but, but yeah, I think anybody that's got that, it's it's uh, it's decent, isn't it? But Embrumo captain here? Is it a consideration? It's yeah, it is. We- 
Nah, not for me. Not when you got Haaland against that Tottenham defence. No chance. Um, if you haven't got Haaland, then maybe. I haven't got. Uh, it's probably, it's I've got Salah. As, as good as any outsider, Haaland, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, Salah at home to Fulham. But again, a bit like Wolves. Like Fulham don't tend to get battered, do they? But um, yeah, don't hate it. I think it's a bit. I still think it's a bit punny. I still think people are un- underrating Luton really. Like Luton don't concede that many goals. They don't, and that's um, especially you know in in recent times they had a bit of a shaky start to the season. But um, yeah, I think you can get at them in their away games. I, I'm I'm with you, Martin, on playing when Luton are at home. I think they're underestimated when they're at home, as we found out when Liverpool struggled against them. Mm. I know they had high xG in that game, but not loads of goals. I think that people continue just to think Luton and say when they're at home. I think I don't see. Many people against them as a good captain, but away, I still think their stats aren't particularly good. So I, I agree, I wouldn't captain in Wayne over Harlan this week, but I just thought <clears> I'd ask the question. Yeah, I might have yeah fair question. Shits and, gog- shits and giggles, he can be my vice captain this week. Yeah, yeah just in case. Always funny. <laughs> um, cool. Uh, on to Burnley and. Sh- <laughs> Let's not spend too long. I love, I love um, Collie Osho, though. I think, he's a gr- I think he's a very, very lively player. Yeah, he does look. Um, he looks a talent. Um, and products not quite there yet, but he looks to. He does look a talent at Burnley, but yeah, I wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't trust him. But I know we spoke about. I spoke about maybe going for Amdouni last week, but yeah, I'm glad I didn't. Um, because yeah, it was it wasn't the best idea really, but yeah. Uh, I think there's I a couple what... at this though with Burnley that they've got one out and out sort of creative player I remember when Villa when we obviously still had Grealish playing left forward we just didn't have any idea tactically apart from just give him the ball and all, all, mm. all Villa did was give him the ball and see what happened and I think there's quite a lot of teams now that have sort of one really direct dribbly creative type winger and all the other players are a bit safer with the ball so when mm. you need to break a team down the natural instinct is to give the ball to the ball carrying winger we'll get on to Doku later for Man City who's, I think it's actually becoming a bit similar to this um, but to get so much of the ball because the, the emphasis is on this said player to make something happen almost and he obviously did the weekend against um, West Ham when he got fouled and there was a couple of other for the penalty and I think there was a couple of other moments in the game where he looked quite lively and everything was going through him that was good from Burnley again I don't know if I'll trust him enough to bring him in to a standard FPL team and it's hard when the likes of Palmer and Gordon are so cheap you're not going to pick Kodiosho over players like that but mm-hmm. He's a viable option, I think. If if you, if you see a run when Burnley have got good games, and if you're looking at, I, don't, I can't remember off the top of my head how good the, the upcoming fixtures are as a batch, but you could do well, well in this game, right? If you're looking for a, I know you're not doing the free hit punt anymore, Darren, but for a right. video like that this week, someone like him might be quite a good omen for one week. Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not a too difficult game week to, to to pick players. Actually, not like last week. I think it was a struggle. This week looks looks quite easy. In, in all fairness, there are some better fixtures. I don't think he'd have made it. I'm not gonna lie. I <laughs> uh, just yeah, nothing nothing from Burnley or Sheffield United from me. Um, don't even want the most cheap alternatives to sit on the bench to allow others. Yeah, one of those things. Um, one last question from me. I have Charlie Taylor in my squad still generally been my fifth defender every week mm. um at the moment i've got lascelles playing at home to man united is is playing in starting for me would you play charlie taylor over him based on this fixture um 
It was, yeah, I think I think I probably would. To be fair, yeah, I think I would. Yeah, Burnley, Burnley clean sheet over my Yeah, I think I think you get a but I think I think Burnley could get a clean sheet here. To be honest, I think you'll get two points from both of them, but I think I'd probably go with it. Yeah, <laughs> we love honesty, Mike. All right. Yeah, maybe we're going to score again. They've both had their one goal for about three years already this season, haven't they? <laughs> Still, was the weekend and Taylor, whenever it was, a few weeks back. So, uh, yeah, optimistic to expect attacking returns. At least Taylor's playing down Kolyoshu's side. Maybe that's a good good omen for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I probably would do that. To be fair, yeah. There you go. We got we've helped somebody. It's you, Craig. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cool. Next up, we've got. Oh, yes, yeah, not a great game. It's not a great, not a great week for great games, is it? Uh, Forest and Everton. Yeah, two other defenders here, sort of in the mid, sort of four point five bracket that might be under consideration. So I've mentioned Pinnock already for Brentford. Here's two others. Uh, last four game weeks, Mikalenko, the most goal attempts of any defender with ten. Um, he obviously scored one the other week. Had a couple of chances. I think against Man United yesterday as well, where he could have scored. And then Toffolo from Forest, who. He's given the license to sort of hold the width a little bit more. He's not getting in the box the same way Mikalenko does. More of a chance creating fullback than someone to get in the box and score. But with Chris Wood in the team now, maybe that Forest will start swinging more balls into the box and rely on sort of crosses. Mm-hmm. And I think Toffolo is more involved than the, than the left than what like Serge Aurier is or someone like that down the right. So eight chances created in four weeks, seven successful crosses. Say Chris Wood in the team now, who obviously thrives off that sort of service. Um, I'm clutching at straws a little bit, but he's, he's, he's maybe someone to consider here, Harry Toffolo, for a defender transfer if you're not sure where to go. It's not a bad set of fixtures, is it, for Forest? Everton, Fulham, Wolves, Tottenham, but it is at home, and then Bournemouth at home. It's probably worse. Um, it's worse fixtures. Worse sort of, uh, you know, cheap, cheap bench options. I suppose it is nice when you have to play these guys as well, that they are a bit of a differential, like that Charlie Taylor for you, Craig. Like, at least, um, you know, it is kind of a nice differential now and again when when they do have a good home game, isn't it? Yeah. But, if Taylor yeah, had so, like this, I would definitely play him this week. If he was getting forward and crossing like Toffolo is, then I would yeah. definitely play him. It's a shame he's a fairly defensive left-back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind it. It's a bit of a punt. Like I say, he's probably good as anyone else to sit on your bench and then start the odd decent home game, isn't he, at the moment? And they've got uh, they've got, they got a good 18 fixture as well, haven't they, Forrest? But yeah, Bournemouth at home, yeah. Yeah, yeah Forrest, are, Forrest are a difficult one for me. I don't, I can't, I can't, I don't, I wouldn't want them defensively, but I can't see who I'd pick out of the, the attack at the moment. No, you can't pick it. I think Gibbs White's had reasonable numbers in the last four weeks as well, but you're not going to free up a spot in your midfield for him. I no, think it is the no. defender... He's he certainly not had the attacking prowess that he did last year. You know, last year I said he was probably one of my probably team of the season for me. One of the players in it, didn't I? Simply because of his his numbers were quite high, and he, he I think single handedly kept kept Forrest afloat. So nothing from him this year. And they, but they have strength and they do look all right. You know, losing a one year is a, is a is a big is a big blow though, isn't it? So um, okay, cool. Uh, very quickly, any love for Dominic Calvert Lewin? Um, yeah, I mentioned him a couple of weeks ago as a possible option because he, he is sort of staying fit, isn't he? But he did look good, he did look good this weekend. I didn't see him play, I thought he was uh, unlucky to not come away with something more. Yeah, I don't mind it, maybe just not at the moment, though. They've got Newcastle, Newcastle at home, Chelsea at home, Burnley away is pretty good. 
Tottenham away in eighteen, then Man City. Yeah, um, not... I think I, I think I just prefer prefer Solanke a little bit if you could if you've got. Well, they're, they're the same. They'll be the same price. Are they? Is he a little bit cheaper? But I don't know. Yeah, I think I prefer Solanke. I'd say he's probably very similar in price, actually, if not slightly cheaper. He, he might have dropped quite considerably. But, uh, yeah, people might be considering him soon. It's not, not a terrible shout. I thought he looked quite good. And, yeah, like you said, he's staying fit. So just thought I'd put that out there. They're hard owns Everton, aren't they, outside of draft games or budget games or all this. I think there's a few players, Decoray, Harrison, people like this will tick over with points here and there. Even Mikalenko's on the screen now. Um, probably not going to ever get into your main FPL team, though. But if you play any sub games, probably a few Everton players that can do a job for you, I would think. Decore is in the box, loads in there. Someone like him could always pop up with a goal when least expected. Should have scored yesterday, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah, no, I... Uh, yeah, Cool. Okay. And on to new... Ah, this is, this is a fixture for the ages. Newcastle, Man United. Yeah. I wonder if we'll get... Uh, Lascelles coming forward and chipping it over uh, Victor oh, and Arnold. <laughs> of all the players to score at the weekend, that was such a horrible one for me to watch for me. I was like, I know some people just own Lascelles. It was like... Oh, I benched him. Defla- oh, that's even worse. That's even worse. That's even more deflating. It was, I had to play Lascelles or Gabriel, and I thought Gabriel's got the bigger goal threat. Lascelles never scores, and then Lascelles scores in that week. At least Gabriel got the clean sheet, so the points between them was minimal, but... Yeah, I didn't expect him to score. But it is, it is Newcastle at home. So seven home games so far this season. Um, obviously six wins and the loss, the unsurprised loss to Liverpool when Nunes came on and changed the game. Um, but just some thoughts around their XG. At the moment, I've only got Lascelles. Um, we spoke about Isak last week. Gordon's obviously just hauled. Do we need a Newcastle attacker? Um, and if we need one, do we? when do we get them in? Is it a good week now to get one in? Isak's one of the people on my radar this week. I could get him for Alvarez, who's infuriating me. It's one of my possible transfers this week that I can do Alvarez to Isak. Um, let's have a look at some XG numbers in there. They're fairly reliable, aren't they, here? Newcastle yeah. over one in all the games. Pretty good. Um, two sort of tricky away. Brentford and Arsenal have turned up and been fairly good. But a lot of other teams have been uh, well and truly put to the sword at um, St. James's. So... Yeah, decision to make for me more so whether I do Alvarez to Isak. I think I'm not so bothered about Gordon right now, although I think he's an amazing asset for his price. Is Isak, I think. You, you you know that's part of my minus four that I'm looking at this week is is, is Alvarez to Isak. Um i we talked about it last week, didn't we? Going early on a player, even if they haven't got a, a great fixture. Not that I don't think Man United are not a great fixture to play them, because I don't think, you know, we're not looking at the Man United of old anymore, are we? Like they're not defensively great so Isak could cause them problems and, and Newcastle have been playing very well so uh, you know it's not really a problem so for me I think Isak has got to come in yeah Alvarez is just the most frustrating player now I've, I've held him for far too long he wasn't he wasn't actually meant to play the game uh this weekend but I think Grealish was on well at the warm-up or during uh when they arrived and it was meant to be Grealish playing and Alvarez was dropped but apparently it had to swap round uh they just come back from international duty. I think he got back late. I think that's why they was going to arrest him. It wasn't anything more than that for Alvarez, but I agree his numbers have been subpar, I think, for a few weeks. So Yeah, yeah. Can... So well I mean it wasn't anything more in, in regards to why Alvarez was dropped, obviously. I think maybe yeah, maybe he was resting, but then he, he couldn't get that rest. He had to he had to play because Grealish had to drop out. So um 
yeah, Alvarez is very frustrating for me, and 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 Isak is the one I think is going to be coming in. I think you know. I mentioned this at class. In fact, I've met, we've mentioned two of the players I mentioned last week. And, and like I said to you at the start of the, uh, before we started, both Isak and Sterling scored. Um, if I had jumped on them early, like I was talking about, I'd have had a lot more points than I did this week. Um, so I, I think I'm going to go definitely, I definitely need Newcastle attack. You know, the only Newcastle I've got at the moment is Trippier and that was good, but yeah, it, it, you know, it's, it's not enough from Newcastle now. Um, so I'm definitely definitely looking to jump on on, on Newcastle. Mm. <clears throat> it's the same as last week for me. It's um, oh, sorry, just uh, chucking my phone. Um, right, can you still hear me? All right, yeah, <laughs> yeah I can, you just flew around the room a bit. <laughs> sorry, uh, yes, yeah, same as last week for me. It's um, you know, Hoyland to Isak or or Darwin. Um, so I suppose there's two ways of looking at it really because I ended up doing neither at the weekend. And I um and it as it turned out, Isak would have been worth the hit. Um but obviously Darwin wouldn't have been. So I can tell myself that, that that's fine. Um but yeah, I've basically still got the same decision this week. Um I think I prefer Darwin's fixtures slightly, but is he a, is he more of a minutes risk than Isak? I think it's just gonna see how the European games play out and um make a decision towards the end of the week. But he's definitely on the on a short list of two for my moves this week, I think. Yeah, that 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 is the thing. We've got Champions League this week, haven't we? So jumping on any moves is a bit dangerous. And we're all anyone who jumps mm. on this that girl, thinking of price rises, could be in a bit of trouble um, if he does get injured. Or, or you know, personally, uh, I can't remember how they're doing. Um, have they got Dortmund again? No, they got no. They played Dortmund twice. They have got PSG this week. And yes, anyway. of course. And the other season was a good one. Yeah, and they so, could be they could be out if they lose if they lose away to PSG and I think as if Dortmund get anything then they're out so of Europe completely so that 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 would maybe make his sack a little bit more secure because we know that they do he kind of does need his minutes managed doesn't he a bit but yeah but obviously yeah. if they if they are still in it going into the last Champions League match day then I don't know if there's a lot in it between Isak and Darwin well. Isak's a better finish than Darwin, arguably. But um, yeah, the thing for me is, we've just seen Eze come back from quite a reasonable injury and pretty much get injured again straight away. I'm not saying it's because they rushed him back. It may just be one yeah. of those different things, injury, but, different injury. Though. Yeah, but I, I do worry with Newcastle that Isak should have his minutes managed. He's had a, a longer term injury; he shouldn't be playing twice a week, three, four weeks running. But every Newcastle game is meaningful right now. I'd say the European game they have to win or they're out. The league, they're not in the top four and they're competing for that. And even the League Cup, they haven't won a trophy for a while. They need to, they'll probably take that quite seriously. So I, I do think there's a risk that it'll get overplayed and they'll think we'll risk it because this is quite a pivotal part of our season. These three matches, at least next three weeks, are important for different reasons. Um, and then before we know it, he's, he's injured again. So that's on my mind that how will they treat him? Will they manage his minutes as they probably should do? Or they just think, no, we need to take the risk here and, and see if he can get through because we can't afford to sort of sacrifice these games. Um, it's on my mind as well. And say Alvarez is still a good owner. He plays for Man City. And as we said, they've got Tottenham this week who look like they can uh, concede three or four in any game at the moment. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, um, Gung-ho style. Yeah, so one to, one to think about for the week. But I'm very tempted, at least, to, to do this. Yeah, I, I think I think <laughs> I think we're all going to be having Isak this week. So let's hope he does all right. 
Um, I've I have got Darwin actually, and yeah, do you know what? Sometimes he looks fantastic, but the Man City game, he looked pretty dire. Actually, I was not impressed Mm. at all. He got into some good positions again, like he always does, but it's just. My fear for Darwin this week is obviously he had that little spat at the end with Pep and he wouldn't really listen to Klopp or anyone telling him to shut up and calm down. And and Klopp's not going to like that too much. And I do worry he could be, lose his place because of his, because of that, maybe. But then again, Jota went off injured. So maybe that helps. (laughs) I'll see what you do, Dave. I'm not coming on the pod next week when Brentford have conceded and we're all moaning that Flecken's not got a clean sheet. And if we all get Isak and he doesn't score, we'll be moaning as well that he hasn't scored. That's no reason not to get someone in, so we're not sat here all moaning. It's going to be a shit pod next week if we've got four or five of the same players all doing nothing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely fine. No, we won't. I'll make it. I'll make it lively. I'll moan to a point. It's a comedy. Um, I'm not considering any Man United. Simple as that. No, not at the moment. Although I did, I did. Uh, obviously, last week I went on uh, Roberto Hollis's pod, didn't I? Um, and I did say Bruno wasn't a bad shout, um, and he did all right against Everton. Actually. Oh, Diego Dello. He's got a clean sheet and an assist. He oh, seems to have done a little few bits and pieces since I've got rid of him on my wild card, to be fair. So I just <laughs> a whole block of games. But I mean, Gar- Garnacho is um, like super cheap, isn't he? If he's going to keep playing. But, um, yeah, I, you can't, know, I can't see. I'd rather have Garnacho on my bed than bloody James J- um, James McAtee. My, on my bench. Not, I don't want either of them in my bed. I think I'll send my bed then. Um <laughs> <laughs> you you could have said Anthony in your bed. <laughs> A couple of black eyes, mate. <laughs> oh. um, yes, you want uh, Garnacho on your bench potentially. Yes, instead of James McAtee, that would be an option, wouldn't it? It would be a good. It would be a, probably a lot better option. Um, okay, let's move swiftly on from United, uh, Bournemouth, and oh look, your boys. Now the, this this match is the only reason that I'm keeping Diaby for this for this week. Um, I'm. He has to return. He has to do something in the time I've owned him. It's so frustrating. And he went off at half time. Yeah, I'm not confident about this game. I think I remember saying last week I thought Villa would beat Tottenham, even though we were away. And I've got the completely opposite feeling of this game. Um, Bournemouth just seems to have a lot of movement, a lot of pace, and a lot of like dribbling and, and stuff in their attack now around Solanke. They're clearly getting used to the way the manager wants to play to Vernier. Um, Sinistera when he comes on looks lively they've got Clivert playing they've got Semenyo right. up front as well a lot of sort of unpredictably capable attackers who can dribble um, and they've, they've certainly picked things up the last two game weeks it feels like Bournemouth mm, obviously yeah. beat, beat Newcastle and then won again the weekend um, so maybe I, I think I tipped them at the start of the year to finish in the top half I don't know if I said that on here I've just I've, I've got an actual like, riding bet on it because um, I thought they'd do quite well under this manager who managed a similar team in Spain last year and, and upset a few teams and did well. It's taken him a bit longer than I expected to sort of get used to the way he wants to play, but there's signs now that it's starting to work. Um, and I, I think there will be a, won't be a team to be underestimated now for the next run against Bournemouth. I think they'll basically be quite useful. Um, so look at these last two game weeks, Marcus Tavernier, I think he's 5.4 in FPL right now. Um Six shots in two game weeks, six shots on target, five chances created. He's good for all-round game. Now, fair enough, he's only played Sheffield United and, and Newcastle, but another midfielder to add to the, the, the possible list of <laughs> cheaper options. And 
I, I think Bournemouth will beat us in this. So I can see their pace and movement on on the attack causing problems for our sort of fairly slow defence. We've already found out Tottenham could, could have maybe should have scored four or five against us the weekend. Newcastle already have. Um, I, f- I fancy Bournemouth could score two or three. Um, do you think? Yeah, I, I, I do think. No, I don't. I don't see it. I don't. I don't. I don't think that will be a, a, a case. Um, I, I do think Villa will win. I don't think Bournemouth have. I mean, Bournemouth have been improved, but I don't. Villa are playing very well. Like I like take nothing away from them. I think they are very great. it's just we can be got at defensively, and I think Bournemouth's type of attackers will be. be... You don't think Cash and mm. Dinier can hold them? Well, Cash didn't play right back, did he? he Played in midfield the weekend. No, he, did, he did, but I can see him being put back again for this game, considering the speed of sort of Cliver and that. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. just maybe to call it a gut feeling, I don't know, but I'm, I'm going to go on record and say I think Bournemouth win this like three one. We'll see how true that is next week. So I'm going to I'm going to sell the DRB's the other one. He's probably my most likely move out there, and I know we spoke about maybe selling Alvarez, and I've got two free transfers, so I could do both. But um, I am looking at selling the RB probably to Cole Palmer this week and like we've also said getting players in ahead of the good run uh, just get Cole Palmer in now before his price goes through the roof in two or three game weeks time well, oh, I've got to want him longer term I haven't got a clear obvious move this week the RB could do alright in this game might not um, I think I might just move to Palmer now Do you think his place is under threat at all Craig the RB because I think when Bailey. Bailey came on you looked better and I feel like it's not the first time I've thought that it's, I've it's seen not- you yeah, it's not the on first TV time. recently, but yeah, no, it's not the first time I've seen Bailey come on recently for Diaby and straight away he scored. He had that really good run and that finished left foot in the top corner a couple of weeks back. Um, I, I did, I did wonder the same to be fair, but Lee, but Bailey is more of an out and out sort of wide winger, whereas Diaby is is more of a sort of right forward. Um, We've got too much intricate balance in our team right now, so McGinn. It's quite handy to play right midfield when Cash is right back because McGinn comes inside and Cash can go round him. Obviously, we didn't have that need, so Cash played in midfield to hold the width, but isn't as good going forward as what um, as what Bailey is. Then you've got, I say, Diaby is, is is better playing more narrow. Bailey's not as good as a second striker, sort of number ten, sort of support striker. Really cool. That's Bailey's. Um, that's the Arby's role, but he struggled to get involved in the game, I thought, first half. They brought Tillemans on to play that role, who I think we bought to play centre midfield, but we can't seem to drop Luis or Kamara right now. They're both too good. Tillemans has been waiting for a chance when he's played, has looked quite good, but where do you fit him in? So we, we played him as a more of a 10 behind Watkins. He obviously got the assists for the when up being the winning goal. Came on only for like two or three minutes, but he'll I don't think it'll be long before he's sort of regularly back in the first team again. Um so it, it's kind of, there's three or four positions in our team that are kind of not set. And where one person plays in those four positions has a knock-on effect on who fits the other three roles almost. I, I think the RB will probably play this game still. Um, but maybe there is an argument now that where before he was number one choice as the secondary striker, we have got Zaniolo who can do that role. We have got now Tielemans has shown he maybe can do that role. So maybe his minutes will be a bit less. The RB and he, he tended to come off in quite a lot of games anyway, didn't? Yeah, he doesn't often play ninety. So I think the hard one for Villa is around game week eighteen because obviously they're hard sells right now because we've got Sheffield United, and people will be reluctant to sell Villa players knowing that that game's coming up. 
I, yeah. I can tell you right now who the best three Villa players for only game week 18 will be. Watkins will obviously be Watkins one of them. Watkins is one. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, Watkins is the but only pa- one. But Paolo Torres, Paolo Torres has had like four big chances, I think, in like six game weeks. Like That's most of any defender playing centre-back or full-back. He's obviously a big threat from set pieces and it was helped that we played against Tottenham's very small team the weekend. I think they had like one six-footer in the whole team, I think. So he just dominated them. But he's having goal threats, so maybe it's him. If Cash plays right back or right midfield, you know, against Sheffield United, he's going to have attacking capabilities. Say Ramsey might be back in the team by then. That That's my reason, I think, for selling Diaby. The fact that, although he's a handy person to have, bearing in mind game week 18 is coming up, I don't actually, I'm not convinced he's definitely going to be the, one of the best three Villa players to have then. So for that reason, I think he's sellable right now. But, and after this game, this game's okay for Villa. But after this game, I'm not holding out the highest. I think we've got Man City and Arsenal for two games. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, sort of with um, with Matty Cash, really. So I could look at that Sheffield United game and think, oh, I've got to hold him for that. But in the meantime, I could have, let's say, Levi Colwell for the sake of argument, which frees up a bit of, bit of cash. And, and he's got Everton and Sheffield United while... Um, well, Cash has got like Arsenal and Brentford, and yeah, and it's Man City the game before that. So there is a danger that you could kind of look too far ahead with this and think, oh, I've got to keep these fitter players for Sheffield United at home. And then how many points are you missing out on over the next sort of four weeks? So I, I would yeah. probably, if I, if I had Cash right now, I don't know. It obviously, depends what your sell price is because his price has, has changed quite a lot. But I'd much rather have Pedro Porro than Cash. They both got good games in eighteen. Mm-hmm. Porro's got a bad one this week. He's got Man City. But he's a lot more reliable going forward than Cash is. So I think their current prices are fairly similar, but I say it depends mm. what you bought Cash for. Yeah. But given the choice of the two, I'd much rather have Porro, I think, now than Cash. Cash Cash is not nailed anymore either. If if we could easily play that same back four from the weekend again, concert right back, Carlos with Paul Torres. And then as you just said, there's so many options to play right midfield in that setup. Could be Zaniolo, could be Bailey, could be McGinn, mm. could be Cash. I think I said around game week six that I didn't think Cash was nailed. People have obviously done fairly well out of him, but that's because Carlos got injured. Now he's back. He's obviously quite injury prone. So if he gets injured again, we're back to square one with this again. Yeah. But why, why Carlos is fit at least, I don't think Cash is nailed by any stretch. I think he's a. I think he's a sell if you've got him. Yeah, I think I say it won't, it won't be for me this week. I don't think, but yeah, I think next week that could be. That could be my move. Um, yeah, where well, you've got Man City, and then I say if you if you go to Chelsea, they've got Man United away, but then they've got you know a really good run after that. Like you say, Poro would then have West Ham at home, Newcastle at home, Forest Everton. Yeah, I think um, I think after this week, he's probably got to go. Probably should just quickly uh, mention my defender pod that I dropped at the end of last week, where there's quite a lot of teams mentioned on there, and just sort of at my own ticker to. to highlight how good or bad the fixtures are probably worth anyone having a look on that as a cash replacement and look who you might need covered mm. in what week and that might dictate something yeah but I think he's a definite sell for anyone right now I won't keep him even with game week 18 in mind cool yeah agreed and then we are on to another tasty fixture for the week not f- great for assets so we have to each other Chelsea and Brighton yeah um well you say not great for assets that's the that's the discussion I've tried to create here really like you look at what Sterling's done so far this season and the run of fixtures that Chelsea are going to embark on in a couple of weeks' time. Mm-hmm. Um, do we need to try and get him? I mean, I've, I've always had a bit of 
a bit of like you know in the back of my mind it's like oh no I don't want Sterling but I think I think part of that has been in my head I, th I thought he's more expensive than he is he's only seven million mm. obviously you know we, we're used to him over the last sort of three or four years being sort of nine ten million aren't we but so yeah. but yeah he's actually only seven million so it's like um so they've got Brighton, Man United, then they go on a run of Everton, Sheffield United, Wolves, Crystal Palace, Luton, Fulham, um, Liverpool, Wolves, Crystal Palace. Like it's an insane run. Um, so for seven million, you know, should we should we have Sterling in our in our teams or or is Cole Palmer enough? Um well, I mean you know, Nkunku remains to be seen. I mean it'd be handy if Nkunku can play the next couple of games and give us an indication of um sort of how well he's he's recovered and um and how he's looking but it does feel like we kind of need a Chelsea player soon um because they are they are in theory good value and their attacking output is has been okay um recently so yeah just are there plans to get him in I know I again I know I said last week are you you know I've got an aversion to Sterling but it was a bit tongue-in-cheek and a bit sort of um you know a throwaway comment but looking at it for seven million I think well actually might make sense to get him. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been talking up Sterling on the pod for for a couple of weeks as well. Um, you know, I said last week Sterling and Isak were sort of two players I'm looking to get in. People are going to have Cole Palmer for that Chelsea run. I, I want Sterling, and that and that still remains. I can't get him this week um, without a minus eight potentially, and I don't want to do that because that does mean getting rid of Diaby against Bournemouth. Who I I do think I just don't want to get rid of him for Bournemouth. I think it's a mistake to do that. So. For me, Sterling will come, be coming in next week. That's that's kind of my, I, I think my plan that I, I laid out um, is Sterling comes in next, uh, not this week, but next for me. Um, yeah, I, I, I really want him. Uh, I, I don't think he'll. I don't think um, Nkunku will be taking his place um, either. I, I'd like. I, I'd I'd love Nkunku to be completely fit and, and to be an, an option going forward in for the whole run, uh, and then I wouldn't get Sterling, but. I don't think that's going to happen, unfortunately. So, yeah, I, I'm with you, Martin, about the aversion to Sterling. I've, 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 I've had it for the last couple of seasons because I've been a Sterling owner before and been completely burnt by it. Um, but that run Chelsea have is, is really, really good, and it's one of those where I think not only am I going to be looking at um, a sort of a, a offensive asset, but I think I'll be looking somebody defensively as well. Um, there's got to be a few clean sheets and a potential return or two in there for, for fullbacks um, mm. if Rhys James can stay fit. I think the thing for me is we know Chelsea are going to play 4-3-3. I think we know Caicedo, Enzo and Gallagher are uh, the chosen three in midfield. Now I know they've got other options, but that's the first choice three. So you've got three then attacking positions, the two wide forwards and the centre forward. Three spots now between probably about six or seven players. And within Kunku coming back, that's a genuine threat to the first team. Like, I really like people like Madawake and Madrid, but they're not like nailed. Mm. The thing with, uh, because Reese James is so good going forward and they want him to get forward down the right, it makes sense that the, the right forward is someone who wants to come inside. And Palmer's like the ideal sort of foil for that. So uh, my gut feeling is purely a, a feeling, not a, a known thing, but I think Palmer will carry on playing down the right side because mm. he, say, he comes in and create space around the outside. So then you've got Nkunku, Sterling, Mudrich, Jackson going for other roles. And I think Nkunku has to play. The amount of money they've spent on him and how involved he was pre-season makes me think he's first choice. He will be. He's so he's very, very good. Like he's, he's, he's best best position on the left or through the middle. I don't know. He's, he, 
Sterling just worries me that of the front three, suddenly he might be the least nailed of them. Now, again, that's not a known thing. It's more of a gut feeling. But I don't hate the idea of getting him because Martin just reeled off the list of fixtures. Not many people are going to have free Chelsea through this run of fixtures. But I think if you look at the fixtures as a, as a group of like six, I think you'll struggle to probably find that any team all season with a run of six games to the level that Chelsea's six are. I think it's probably the best little streak of fixtures that any team's got all season. So yeah. in any normal circumstances, and if we was having a wild card about now, I think we'd probably have three Chelsea players in it. Yeah. Mm. So I'm already looking at getting Reese James. I, I know he's just been sent off, but I wasn't going to get him quite yet anyway. So just means he can't get injured if he's suspended. I was, was right going to say, he can get some fitness. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. So I think I'm going to get Reese James probably around 15, 16. I'm possibly going to get Palmer this week. And if I was going to consider selling a sacker, like we mentioned maybe earlier on, then I'd much rather get Sterling than Bowen or someone or, or Martinelli right now, I think. So I can see why yep. he's on the radar. And anyone that's got Bowen, I wouldn't put them off a sideways move to, to Sterling because... Chelsea are just so much better going forward than West Ham at yeah. least. Yeah, West Ham. We, we, we just spoke about Diaby as well. Like anybody that's got Diaby, Sterling's only like 0.2 more. <laughs> it's, um, yeah. yeah, I don't hate it. Yeah. I, I just, again, thoughts from the past maybe, but I just view him as an unreliable finisher. I remember all those like tappings and bad misses he had for like Man City. I know he had that one year where he scored like 20 league goals or whatever it was. But I always yeah. found him as an unreliable finisher. Yeah, oh, I'm with you. Yeah, someone who can kick a football properly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what I've always yeah. said about him. Yeah, and that's exactly that's but... exactly why I said that my aversion to Sterling isn't potentially the fact that he used to cost like nine, ten million. It's the fact that I felt owned him when we thought, oh, Sterling will feast in these fixtures, and he can't kick a football. Looks like a toddler trying to play football. Just see that's on yeah. a Rashford strike a football. It's so different to the way Sterling seems to strike one. Right, he's just got that reliability that Rashford's gonna strike a ball properly. Yeah, where Sterling can scuff the most basic ball across or something, it feels like. But yeah, maybe yeah. over that. Yeah, like I say, yeah, yeah. In the in, in the past, like he's been he's been expensive, and it's like, oh, if he doesn't deliver, then it's really frustrating. But and probably learnt lessons from the past in terms of you know trying to captain him because I mean, even this season, I think has he got he's got like a a twelve pointer and a fifteen pointer or something, isn't he? Like all. About forty percent of his points have actually come in two games or something like that, um, from the two hauls that he's had. But over that run of six, you think, well, he might get two or three of those, um, and then in the other three, yeah, he'll probably get two points. And you think, wow, well, did he miss that in a few of them? But, um, but yeah, definitely, like definitely on radar. By the way, as well, because their pressing is so good. Like Conor Gallagher at the, the, the sort of the main point of it as well is so good with his like pressing intent. Um, and a lot of the way they've played lately has been caused by their good pressing. Now, Brighton obviously play a certain brand of football. You can really get at them if you press well. And no Lewis Dunk as well to sort of lead the defence and initiate that sort of progression out from the back. I don't see Brighton changing the way they play just because Dunk's not there. Van Heck and Igor, whoever the two centre-backs are, will still try and play the same way. Mm. So this could be an amazingly good game for Chelsea, this. No Dunk, a team that's really good pressing structure against a team that leave themselves open to be pressed. Anyone, any atta- Chelsea attacking player here could could have a good game week here. Probably a good week to get yeah. started if you feel obliged to take that punt, I think, in match-up sense. Yeah, Brighton are, are struggling defensively, aren't they? So maybe it's one of those where you go early. Yeah. Well, it's Luton, Luton and Burnley is two halls. So got 19, 19 against Luton and 16 against Burnley. 
Um, so what's that? Thirty-five out of sixty-six points came in those two games. But like mm. I say, if he can get two or three of those in those six fixtures, then uh, take that all day, wouldn't you? But... You would. Okay. And on to Liverpool and Fulham. Yeah, just uh, something I saw on Twitter about Trent Alexander-Arnold um, the weekend, um, and a sort of a similarity to peak Steven Gerrard um, from 15, 16 years ago. So Trent heavily involved, winning possession, contesting duels, playing killer passes in the in the final third of the pitch. He was involved in all of those things. Um, obviously scored as well. He ain't going to score twenty five yarders every week, but he, he got one the weekend. Just a question about him. I don't think any of us doubt his value as an FPL. I said he was very close to being in my wild card about three or four weeks ago. He hasn't done much up until this point, so I don't regret not doing it. But Trippier's season felt like it turned on the back of one game. I think it was that 8-0 with Sheffield United where he got three or four assists, and all of a sudden the points started flowing for him on the back of that over like a run of games. Here's the same going to happen for Liverpool now with Trent. The fixtures are obviously quite good. Um no one's really going to get him because no one's got the money in the bank unless they do something like sell a Saka or something like that. If you move Saka down to Gordon, maybe you can move a defender up to Trent or something um, with your two free transfers. But just more of a discussion around him, really. I don't, I'm don't. i assuming all three of us saw the game the weekend. And did we feel like he played that differently? Did we feel like he was more involved? Were we more inclined to want him? Or is it just sort of reaction because he scored one goal now everyone's getting a bit excited? No, no I, I kind of like Trent. You know, they've got a great three fixtures coming up. Um, they've looked a lot more lively. He's looked very good, but he's 7.9 million. He's so expensive to get. Um, I think the only way you're really getting to Trent is if you potentially maybe have either get rid of somebody like 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 Son or Saka and downgrade heavily so you can upgrade one of your like 5 million defenders or you own Trippier. And then it's not such a big job. I mean, it's still one point. I think eight mil, one point eight million. I think Trippier is six point one. So it's still one point eight. You've got to find to get from Trippier to Trent. So it's such a huge jump. Um, it's one of those. If you're on wild card, I think he's got to go in right straight, straight away. Like next three fixtures, Trent would be great. But I think I don't think you should mess your team up too much trying to get to him because I think he's just too expensive. Quite an exciting two moves. Mark Gwaihi to Trent to then move Saka to Gordon, though, right? <laughs> it's quite exciting. I mean, uh, I mean, yeah. It's, if you can do that, fantastic. It's not terrible. Like you know, there's a there's a cool. You know, I, I was thinking about getting Son. It frees up a lot of a lot of funds. But and I've got Trippier, so it's not very hard to get up to him if I wanted to. Um, but I could yeah, do I it. you can do it. Yeah. I could do it. I, I could do. I could do Son to Sterling and then cash to Trent this week if I wanted to. There you go, my, my, Mr. Money in the Bank. Get that briefcase. Um, yeah, not a terrible, not a terrible shout there, Martin. I wouldn't put you off that whatsoever. <laughs> I'm quite fucking jealous, if I'm honest. Um, while we are on the on the subject of Liverpool, obviously Allison's going to be out for a few weeks. We've heard today. Um, any love for the for the? Uh, and I'm Kelleher. Is it how you pronounce uh, it? Yeah. I wouldn't know. Um, but any love for him for four or five week punt, given the fact they got like on the FDR three green fixtures, then then they've improved defensively, I think. Any any love for that cheap option for a bit? Or is it you just booking in another trap? Well, we can't do it this week, right? We've got Fleckham playing Luton. So I don't we can't. Does... Yeah, I mean this is just yeah. a, this is just a general conversation. I'm it's not even a consideration for me. It's just a conversation piece. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think I think for people that have got two 4.5 keepers then it's going to be a, 
an option to free up some money, isn't it? Um, for sure. Like I say, you know, for for us this week that have got Ariola and Flecken, then um, you know, we're going to want to play Flecken and keep Ariola. I'd suggest probably. So, but yeah, that's. I mean, Keller's three point nine, so puts what point six in the bank from from Flecken um, in the coming weeks. So. Yes, yeah, I think I'll do it next week. I've got the two Brentford keepers. So if I do commit to not free hit in game week 18, I don't have a goalkeeper right now. So he's an option. I could just move Strakosha, who's 3.9, straight to him, not take up any money. I know there's a, we're not quite sure when Alisson's due back and not, Liverpool got asked to win game week 18. Is there a chance Alisson might be back by then? Yeah, I guess there's a chance his hamstring, right? It could be a month, could be a bit longer. Yeah. But I think the next four weeks, Brentford and Liverpool's rotation is not bad. So Brentford this week, obviously, with and then if I if I did go Strakosha to Kelleher next week, I'd play Kelleher, then play um Fleck and then play Kelleher again. So it gives me a bit of rotation with my keepers for the next four weeks rather than just play Fleck. And I've got if I free here, I've got at least one spare transfer in my plan. And I free up a Brentford spot in my squad. So if it gets to the point where they do get that double dropped in. I can then, if I want to go and get a pinnock or something, for example, and get that third Brentford player, I've, I can. At the moment, I've got two keepers from Brentford and in Waymo, so I'm tripled up. So but maybe increases my flexibility longer term. And I don't think I'm going to bench boost in any game week soon, but obviously if I've got two goalkeepers from the same team, I've got no option to bench boost. So gives me that option as well. But yeah, it, it's, it's feasible for me next week that I would do it, but not this week because I don't need that headache of who to play between Kelleher and Flecken. I'll probably get the wrong one there. Yeah, it's true. Cool. Okay. Um, again, I'm not considering anyone from Fulham. <laughs> um, I've got Darwin and Salah at the moment, which would probably be the two better players to have. But we'll see what happens. Um, it's not been great so far. Um, West Ham Palace. Funny to talk about goalkeepers, Darren, about who wants Kelleher. Because even if you've got Ariola right now, especially if you've got two playing keepers, um, this is West Ham's defensive numbers for the last six game weeks. So quite a few, the XGC in all of them is fairly poor. Um, no clean sheets in the last six game weeks. So anyone that did go with him and a non-playing goalkeeper on their wild card ain't, aren't doing very well out of Ariola right now. Basically solely reliant on save points if he's getting them. I think a few people are getting fed up with him. Um, do you move Ariola? If, say if, you've got, if you're sitting with Ariola and Flecken or something, as Martin just said, or two 4.5 keepers, if you've got a second keeper with Ariola, maybe, maybe even move Ariola down to Kelleher because... He's a bit uninspiring, I think, at the moment, Ariola. And if you you are one of those that are forced to play him every single week, um, you could get yourself a little bit of a break here by moving over your second keeper is to Kelleher and you ain't got to play him every single week because, say, West Ham defensively don't look like they're going to keep many clean sheets based on uh, no. based on these numbers. Mm. Yeah, that's, yeah. A very, that's a very true statement. Uh, I did a couple of weeks ago mention West Ham defensively when they had a good good run, but... I'm kind of glad I didn't go there. <laughs> if I'm all in all honesty, um, I'm kind of glad I dropped Bowen this week as well. That was one call I I made this week was to to sell Bowen, um, and he didn't play. So that was a nice nice. I actually picked something right. It went right. I didn't. I thought <laughs> Bowen might not play. I I said, you know what? To hell with all the noise. I'm just gonna do it. And I went sideways toward Prowse. He still did nothing. But you know what? At least I at least he played. Um, must be loads for thinking about it. How many on wildcard went Ariola and Turner? Turner was obviously still playing for Forest at the time, and it was the combined like eight mm. points or something. There's probably quite a few managers with that combination that now have to play Ariola every week. So moving Turner to Kelleher to not have to play Ariola is probably a 
sensible move if you've got a transfer in, in hand. But yeah, you know, you know my thoughts on both of these teams. I'm not overly keen to have anyone from either of these. At least say maybe. Yeah. Strangely enough, in, in, like in, in a draft league I'm in, uh, I actually picked Elise up the, the, like the week before he he came back from um, he came back from injury when I, when I heard he was no longer injured. I actually picked him up the week before, um, and he he returned nicely for me. I, I don't like I don't hate Elise, especially now that Eze's out as well. It should give him a little bit of uh, leeway to to get forward more. I think. Um, He's I another like one. Keep giving him the ball, aren't they? A bit like what I was saying about Kolyosha. They're sort of keep yes. giving him the. Yeah, he's their throughput. Do anything with it. Yeah, it's it's one of those. Yeah, he's there. I mean, he will get the ball a lot. He will he will drive and and that's it. But again, do we do it? Do you want to take the same potential problem as Eze and and then you know pick him and, and he's another injury occurs because they rushed him back potentially? You, you just don't know. Was he was he fully fit? Is he fully fit? It's one of those, isn't it? Do you want to jump on him straight away? Maybe not. Interesting. Martin was saying no, considering obviously the Reading connection. I thought Martin would be a big. As a, I'm not saying he's not an admirer of Elise, but I thought he'd be definitely all over. Yeah, I'm getting him in. But... Uh, no, not while he's wearing a Crystal Palace shirt. Is that Roy Hodgson uh, in charge? No. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, he's um, yeah, not not really consideration. There, there is too many decent midfielders, isn't there? Like to to consider uh, to consider Elise at the moment. Like it's just no. Not gonna happen. Um, cool. Uh, and then we have uh, probably, arguably, one of the bigger games of the week: Man City Tottenham. Yeah, and surprising numbers here for the last four game weeks for FPL points for midfielders. Two Man City players in there, second and third, and two that probably have flown under the radar a little bit. Or not many people have got. I was quite surprised that Bernardo has got the second most points of any midfielder in the last four game weeks, twenty nine, because um, he's usually the one that you see as a bit more of a a disciplined, obviously very important to the way Man City play, but not always involved in any of the last two sort of goal involvements. And then Doku, who is very say very different to any of the other Man, Man City midfielders in the sense that he wants to run at people and carry the ball. Everyone else is just a bit safe, the likes of Foden and Grealish, all about ball retention and sort of suffocating a team and keeping them penned back with, with just possession. Where Doku's got that sort of X factor that wants to run at them and carry the ball and is a bit more sort of erratic with his decisions, but obviously capable of coming off. Um, just not seeing these two spoken about very much and always sort of underestimating them. And another option, if you want to look at so making money in midfield this week, Doku is quite cheap, right? Six point something. Yeah. And Kud- well, Kud- we know we just spoke about West Ham. Kudu's also on this side, <coughs> six points. I mean, there's loads of ways down from Saka to free up money for anything, whether it's a striker upgrade or a Trent upgrade. There's, there's four midfielders here below 7 million. I think they're all sort of in the points and amongst the attacking returns in the last four game weeks. Doku's 6.7, Bernardo's 6.4. Yeah, Doku, yeah. Doku's a great consideration. And I, I, if you remember last week, I said him against Trent would be uh, would be quite the matchup. And, and and to be fair, Doku did get down that side a lot. He had a lot of the ball, um, in all fairness. It, everything went through him. So, yeah, I, I really like Doku as a player and I can see them using him a lot more, actually, at the moment than, than Grealish. He's the only person that goes past anyone, isn't he? Again, he's yeah. all right pinning the position back and having all the ball, but someone's got to do something to sort of make a chance. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's, been, yeah, quite... yeah. it's like what you said about Grealish and Villa. Like that, That's what he used to do for you. Um, Without his pace, though, he's got... Doku's, yeah, much pacier, yeah. Um there is that part. <laughs> um, yeah, you wouldn't want Doku running at you in a full pace, in all fairness. 
think he's one for me probably more around that time we were saying when everyone's going off on international duty and Boimo Salah Saka if we're looking for midfielders around that point I could see me going to someone like Doku then um, I just don't know if I need him right now but say so the way he plays and the team he's in I think there's plenty of scope for him to be involved in goals whether scoring or assisting so he may be one of those that you look back on and think why didn't I that was, that was stupid why didn't I get him in it's so so obvious and so just because, look, look at the Man City fixtures coming up. Do they need a player like him or do they need someone that retains the ball? You could argue in this game against Tottenham, they might want someone that retains the ball. Um, but there's a couple of games cut up, Luton and teams like that. You just want you want the players on that can break those deep defences, compact defences down, right? And that's probably more him than, than Foden or Grealish, I think. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he's one of those I think I might rue not getting. I'd, I'd quite like to have him right now, but I just don't think I can get him into my five, which... It's a bit frustrating. Yeah, yeah. again, again, stat, stat to midfield, isn't it? Like, what, what do you do? It's uh, Man City do have an all right. I think have they got an all right run coming up as well? Man City, they've got is it one? Is it one they've got like Wolves and Luton? They got Luton, Crystal Palace, Everton, and Sheffield United all in a row. But that they've one. got the blank. <laughs> they got the black the blank game week right in the middle of it though. Yeah. So, so yeah. Do, do you really want to potentially? I mean, is it is it worth having two Man City and benching two for that week? Probably is, right? It could be. I mean, there's four really good fixtures, so yeah. you're gonna want um, two, aren't you? If you can if you can make it make it work around eighteen, then um, it's really good because you know some people might overthink it, right, and think, oh, yeah, I can't have Man City because of the blank game week. Well, actually, there's four fixtures where there's a lot of points up for grabs there, um, potentially. So I think you gotta go with two. Really, I really do. I think. I think one of my potential moves was I was going to go. Well, I, you know, that's the, that's kind of around the time I'm getting Haaland back. Um, but I was also looking at sort of, you know, Doku's good, but I was also looking at Foden as well. But yeah, I think you're going to want two, aren't you, for that for that run? At least. Um, I think I've got a very loose plan. I think game week 19, Salah plays Burnley. Um, game week 20, he plays Newcastle and he's off to AFCON. So if I roll, if I free hit 18, roll in 19, two free transfers in 20 when Salah's got Newcastle, I think I've got, I'll have the money then to get Salah down to Doku. And it's possible Man City might have a double in amongst that. The Brentford game might get started in. So Salah down to Doku and that'll give me enough money to upgrade Archer to a Watkins or someone like that at that point. Because obviously Salah's going to free up loads of money, right? So that's probably my route to getting him in. But if I free hit 18, maybe that's, the attacking plays to get Doku in before that and triple up on Man City attack for 16, 17, 19 and 20. Martin just said the four games are really good either side of the blank. Maybe I do go triple Man City attack with Haaland and Alvarez for all four of those games. Yeah, so yeah, with you using a free hit, you're in a position to Huge. to do that when when other people might not, aren't you? So, yeah. The power of the free hit this year, right? It's not a one-week free hit. It allows you things like this either side of it as well that other people can't do. It feels like yeah. a three or four-week free hit. Yeah, and this is kind of this is a this is a difficult game for Spurs as well. So obviously, I think if you've got defensive assets, it's this might be a bench time for them. Uh, I'm certainly looking. I think at probably a benching a dogie. Um, don't play anyone else on here, do you? For Tottenham, you play Son. Don't play anyone else from Tottenham here if you can help it. No, yeah, I think I that's think so. I think that's absolutely right. Unless I get rid of Son, obviously, um, I won't be playing him. But uh, yeah, I think if you've got Son, you've got to play him just because he could he could pop up with something. Okay. So that's why it's right, and Man City and Arsenal play somewhat similarly. So obviously, no Madison to assist him this time, but 
He could he could score in this game, son. Yeah, yeah, of course he could. Yeah, I mean, Man City are, are, are have got some defensive frailties. We, we've seen that recently. So, yeah, I can I can see that. Um, cool. And then we're on to our sort of team decisions, which we we've kind of gone along and discussed as 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 we've uh, gone on the pod. Um, Martin's Martin's team decision is no Chelsea. Well, yeah, <laughs> we need them, don't we? Um, Hoy- I mean, the Hoyland replacement. That's that's something you haven't mentioned too much. Is that going to be your sack? Well, it could be a suck or Darwin, although, you know, talking through the pod, I'm very tempted to um, just get Sterling and Trent this week now and just uh, <laughs> just just keep Hoyland. Um, I assume he'll be back this week. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously they've got, I want to say Copenhagen. Yeah, we'll find out a bit more. I might do that. I mean, to be right. fair, even, even if I need to hold him another another week, um, it's not the end of the world because uh, my defenders have got, I could play four at the back this week. They've all got reasonable games um so yeah uh i might i might i might just keep him and get sterling and trent instead yeah that's fair i i really like those ideas to be fair i'm i'm, I'm quite i'll be a jealous man with you owning trent this week definitely um it'd be a great differential wouldn't it probably the best defender in the game and barely anyone's got him and you can have him for a good run of three or four fixtures yeah yeah absolutely i was i was shocked actually when i was on um Roberto's pod on Wednesday to find out Martinelli was only 7.7 owned at this point. Well, he, he, he got an injury, didn't he? And he's that's not. What, really that's what I mean. No one's picked him back up, really. He's not, like... not been tearing up trees since he came back. But... No, then again, no Saka either, is he? It's like one of those, it's like, oh, okay, well, there's going to be a game where Martinelli or a runner games and Martinelli goes off a little bit like he used to, and it'll be nice, to, nice for those people. Um, they're probably dead teams, actually. Just thought about that. Um, and yeah, I've, I mean, I've obviously uh, spoken a little bit about what I'm looking to do. So Son and Alvarez this week to Mbuma and Esak. I think that's what I'm going to I'm gonna do. Um, obviously, I don't fancy Son against Man City anyway. Score, obviously, anyone can score against anyone, really. And Alvarez has been frustrating. So I think get, 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 get Isak in early. And going forward with a... Um, I'll have a forward line of Isak, Darwin and... Um, Watkins as well, which is quite nice. Uh, I'll be keeping Watkins through then because of the game yep. week 18. Uh, it'll be Darwin. I think I'll end up upgrading from potentially when I need to go to Haaland. I think it'll probably be Darwin that goes up, uh, goes goes at that point. I think Newcastle still have their nice little run. Uh, but you can't own any, everyone. You know, we, we, We've said this a million times. You can't own everyone. So there'll be players that's going to have to miss out potentially. I'll do the to Palmer and then it'll be a test of my willpower and restraint because I probably know I should just roll the other transfer to next week and just keep two and keep the power of two free transfers every week. But I am going to get increasingly tempted by Alvarez to Isak this week. We'll see if I've got the necessary restraint not to do it. Hopefully Isak gets injured in Europe and I'll just take the decision out of my hands. <laughs> you but... do what? <laughs> There's always that. Um <laughs> Yeah, there is always that. Because like, I did speak to you guys just this morning and said I thought I was going to roll. And then I looked at it and I was like, oh, I don't want to roll, actually. I I just, I want to get Isak in. I wanna, I, I'm sick of Son. So, uh, yeah, there's every possibility that I might look at it again and go, oh, do you know what? I could do so much more with a minus four next week and three transfers. So we'll see. Um, cool. And then we've got a couple of listener questions. So I'll, I'll jump through these. Roberto Hollis, he's been mentioned a lot this week, hasn't he? Um, Roberto said, great video, Darren. Because I did a video this morning. Um, did you guys watch it? I did. Better off. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'll, I'll say. 
I'll say yes. Don't quiz me yes, on it, though. Mate. Yeah, you don't need There's to. Three views. And, uh, Martin, there are three views that have seen the video this morning. Yeah, probably. Not many. Yeah, you, me. Yeah, yeah, that's it. All right, Craig. I don't know how many views it had. 600 and something at one point. But what about, whatever. It was, a, it was a give us some questions, which people have done. Uh, I'll be doing more videos as we go on. But uh, Roberto says, my question for Game of 14 is, for two, for two free transfers with 0.4 in the bank, would you do Sonte and Boomho? Yeah. And Bowen to Saka? Um, that's a difficult one. I mean, would I do Sonte and Boomho or Sonte somebody? Well I, well, I am. So at the end of the day, I can't argue and say no. Would I be moving to Saka if I didn't own him right now? Probably yeah. not. Not based yeah. off the data. No. Um, I can't see any reason why that will improve. Um, I think, as I said, if you've got him, you hold him. But genuinely, I don't think it's one that you'd be bringing in right now, personally. Based on players, I'd do Bowen to Mbwemo and then sell cash, I think, to whoever you can yeah. afford. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Or you could do you could do similar to me. You could do Sonto and Bremo and cash to Trent, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a lot of he's got a lot of uh, choice. Uh, he did say if Bowen is fit, I can't afford Saka. What if Bowen is fit, I can't afford Saka, so I could do Huang to Martinelli. Um, if Bowen is available, Huang as well. So you've got Bowen, Huang, and Cash all to sell. I wouldn't sell Sun if I had those three. Those three are all worse than Sun. Yeah. Yeah they, yeah, they they are. Yeah, you've got some other problems before you've got to get rid of Son. If I'm honest, um, yeah. yeah. I'd actually prioritise Martinelli over Saka if I had the option of both right now. Um, I don't think I'd get either with Arsenal attacking. I mean, I'd probably do what Martin's name and go to Sterling now. I definitely would prioritise him Waymo if I didn't have him. Um, yeah, I think he's a he's a he's a must at the moment, especially with the Luton fixture. We've seen him against much better opposition this year be, be uh, unlucky not to haul. So I think with that in mind, it's one of those where it's it's coming and it could well be Luton. So definitely uh, definitely worth him getting him in this week. Or this week. But like, again, like you said, Martin, I think next week, Cash to Poro probably makes a lot of sense. And I, I wouldn't have that much hope for Cash this week, but I don't really know who I'd sell him for. Um, it's a really good week for defenders. got two Arsenal defenders, I'd maybe get a second one of them as a cash replacement. Good shot. I'm guessing he's got an Arsenal spot going if he's trying to sign Saka or Martinelli. So I'd probably do cash to an Arsenal defender and Bowen to Embuemo, I think. Cool. Yeah, like that. Okay. FPL Golden Eagle has said Son and Archer or Darwin and Palmer. I mean, thinking of going for the latter option. You're probably right to do. It gives me eight attackers also, which is nice for game week 18. Yeah, I mean... I think we're all Darwin and Palmer here, right? That's an easy one, yeah? Over uh, Sonny yeah. Archer, yeah? <clears throat> Craig, you're looking like you're going to say no. You can't say no to, to Darwin and Palmer over Son and Archer. Yeah. I don't think I'd, I'd maybe punt Semenya over Archer. I think he's yeah. around the I've been, the same. I've been saying that for about two months. I'd rather have Semenya than Archer. So I, but I, I, think, I think Son is the far more reliable player out of those four. So if you were to see which player from those four fair, would you have ever heard? I'd, I'd probably go Son and Semenyo. I'm not. I'm still not convinced about that. Would, would I rather have Darwin over Isak right now? I'm not convinced. Are they just roughly the same price? Uh, six points. No, hang on. No, I Isak's can't about know. seven points. Seven, something, isn't he? Seven, seven point seven point five Darwin, seven point one Isak. I want to say. Yeah, I'm, I'm not oh, sure who I'd have. Palmer, fair enough. Darwin is he necessarily the best striker at that point? I think that's up for debate. Um, Son, you know what you're getting, right? I, I'd, I'd go Son and Semenya, I think. But you, yeah, I, I won't put people off going the other way. I think either option is fine. Okay. Well, it was 2-1 there. 
<laughs> to, to me and mine. Um, Pep. Mm -hmm. Hello, Pep. He has put, are there any defenders worth taking a minus four for this season, considering how much they are scoring? Or better just to play with 10 men this week. My current options of third defender are Cash, Adogi, or Gusto. I mean, yep. are there any defenders worth taking a minus four for? Yeah, Trent this week, if you can get to him, and for the next three or four fixtures. Um, Martin's got cash in the bank, so he can. But uh, <laughs> if you've got cash in the bank and can get to Trent, probably him. Yeah, I don't normally like taking hits for defenders, but if it is somebody like, you know, like a Trent or a Poro or a Reese James or, you know, somebody with that real attacking threat in a good home fixture, um, then I then then sure, but I I, I am a believer that a minus four needs to needs to pay off in the week that you do it. Um, so yeah, depends on the fixture. I think Pinnock's not going to score enough points against to offset a minus four over Cash or a dog easy someone like that. I don't think, and he's one of the sort of defenders you'd look at this week. Who's probably the safer one for seven eight points. You probably get a clean sheet and some and some bonus. Mm. Um, but his fixtures beyond this week for Pinnock aren't amazing, amazing. They're fine, but probably not worth a minus four for. So he's got his Gusto definitely out because Reese James is banned, and I think Kukurea is banned as well. So Jesus. I think Kukurea has played right back sometimes. So I don't know who's going to play right back for Chelsea. Gusto mm. wasn't on the bench the weekend. Um, so I don't know what he's actually done. But if, if he's fit, there's a chance he might play. And obviously, if he's if he's in the team, um, Probably wouldn't mind playing him this week against Man United, would you? Just so I don't know the current state of his fitness. It's not someone I've been keeping an eye on, to be honest. Gusto's yeah, fit. No, I'm not sure to be honest. Not, no, we can't. I can't help you there either on that one, unfortunately. Just uh, play a doggy, don't you? You might score. You never. Know, you might get forward and get something right. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think uh, of all the uh, those uh, those three you've given me, Cash, Doggy, and Gusto. I'd be playing a Doggy. Yeah, play. Cool. That's uncommon uh, about Aston Villa. I'd rather play a Doggy at. Way to Man City than cash. Than cash, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, yeah, that's that yeah, a good point. point. There we are. We are done. Lovely. Um, I enjoyed that, guys. Appreciate it. Um, if you haven't, please like, follow, subscribe, and all that good stuff. It does mean a lot to us. And uh, me and Martin will be back this week with the with the gaffer pod as always. Um, and otherwise, we'll be back next week, right? I think so. Yeah, I'm uh, going to struggle this week. I'm away with work from Wednesday to Saturday, so I'm not going to be able to pod late in the week. So probably nothing else for me this week. So, so yeah, run. <laughs> so yes, we'll, right. uh, we'll see you. Uh, we'll see you Wednesday for Gaffer, I imagine. Um, otherwise, yeah. good luck for the uh, game week ahead. All right. Thanks, everybody. See you later.